timeouts left. The Lakers have two. Bryant to shot. All right, everybody, how we doing? Welcome to this edition of 48 Minutes. It's our NBA Finals recap episodes. Uh, we are uh, just got done with game one, where the Denver Nuggets take a 104-93 victory from the Miami Heat. I'm Tim Daniel. I'm here with Parker Fields. Um, and let's just jump right into it. This was... Um, a v- it was more dominant than the score shows. <laughs> It was definitely uh, a lot. It wasn't as close as the score. You know, eleven points is a decent, a decent gap, but it was not that close. Uh, Jokic has a triple double. He gets his first. Uh, he has the most assists in NBA Finals debut of all time with fourteen. Uh, the Miami Heat managed to only have two free throws in this game. Jimmy Butler only thirteen points. Very passive game, and a lot of uh. You know, your other three guys you count on, the Max Struces, the Caleb Martins, and the Duncan Robinsons, I think combined for six total points. Uh, Parker, it wasn't good. Uh, no, and, you know, I wore my Miami Heat hoodie here. Um, not a Heat fan by any means, but I'm rooting for them for sure in this series. And Jimmy Butler's effort tonight pissed me off. Like, if we're going to praise the guy for every time he, you know – is just has that dog and like goes all out and is always playing his ass off everything. Then you got to ridicule him when he plays soft as hell and was passive the entire game. If you watched just the second half, you wouldn't have known this guy is even a top, a top hundred player in the NBA. You would have no idea. Like the first half he was passive, but not too bad. That second half, man, he missed two straight like pull up mid ranges wide open. And after that, the guy didn't shoot the ball until Bam p- passed it on a backdoor cut to him wide open for a dunk. He would not shoot the ball at all. And to go along with that, he wasn't even like in the offense. I don't know if that's a him, you know, telling Spo like run it through them or whatever, or if that's Spolstra like uh, setting up plays to run things through Gabe Vincent and Lowry. But whoever it is is in the wrong there because Jimmy Butler has to touch the ball. They went through a stretch in the third quarter where they were down 20 and then they cut it to 12 with probably like three to four minutes left in the quarter. Um, Jimmy had kicked it out to Caleb Martin for Caleb Martin's first three of the game. Caleb Martin hit it and they had run like three straight possessions through the post for Jimmy and they were getting good shots out of it every single time. Now it wasn't leading to Jimmy buck like Jimmy baskets, but it was leading to assists for Jimmy and they were getting really good looks for three. And then they just went out of it, and Jimmy didn't touch the ball again the whole rest of the third quarter for the next four minutes. And I just don't understand what was going on there. Like, I don't know who was in the wrong, if it was him or Spolstra, but somebody was in the wrong there because I don't know what the hell they were doing offensively. Yeah, if you look at things, um, you know, Denver was definitely trying to pull away really early. I mean, if you looked at, like, there's, you know, in the second quarter, they're getting to big, like, pretty decent-sized leads. And Miami always found a way to fight back to keep it close, uh, you know. But it was, like, about after Highsmith hits that uh, that that dunk, he gets the dunk on the BAM assist, is when you kind of see, like, Bruce Brown comes down and hits that shot. Jokic goes to the line. And that's what it looked like Denver kind of really started to take over in this game and kind of flex their muscle. Um, but, 
you know, what's fascinating about this game is Denver had that performance where they played that way. And look, hats off to them. They played really well. And they did, you know, they took what Miami gave them, like you said, uh, only shot 30% from three as a team and still won the way they did. Yeah, 100% they did. Now, the thing I do think that Miami can build off of is in this game is the Nuggets looked confused as hell when Miami went to zone. Early on when they went to zone, the Nuggets looked confused as hell, which I don't really understand why that would even give the Nuggets that much trouble because the way to beat a zone is you get the ball to the middle and then you pass right. the ball to cutters or open shooters. And when you have the best big man and best maybe best passer in the league, it should be pretty easy to dissect a zone. However, for some reason, they looked lost, and they were still trying to run like that pick and roll with Jamal Murray and Jokic. And Jamal Murray, honestly, was kind of selling the bag in that. He kind of is the reason the Heat got back in the game a little bit in that fourth because Murray just kept taking some bad shots, honestly. Wasn't getting good looks out of that zone, and he kept trying to still like play it like it was man-to-man. And um, that's honestly why the Heat got back in the game a little bit. But I want to talk about when the when the Heat cut the lead there, this is where, where Spolster made me mad a little bit there in that game. Duncan Robinson was horrific all night long. I don't have the – let me pull up the stats real quick. I don't know what he shot. Do you have it, Tim? I'm pulling it up. Uh, right let me pull it up real quick. I he just shot one it. for six, one for five from three. I just got it. But he was in the game for a good six minutes in that fourth quarter until Jimmy Butler subbed in for him. It was probably 6.30 left when Jimmy Butler came back into the game in the fourth quarter. You cut the lead to 10, you get your superstar back in the game. I don't care if he's not playing great tonight. You think LeBron's ass is sitting on the bench when they cut the lead to 10 if they were down 24? Hell no. Hell no. Like, Jimmy Butler should have been back in the game once they cut the lead to 10 with, like, I think it was nine minutes left. And he sat another three minutes, and then he comes back in the game, and they're down, like, 14 or 16 by the time he comes back in. I I just don't understand that. And then I don't understand how Caleb Martin has been so good for you all playoffs long. Last series, he was arguably your best player, and he plays 25 minutes tonight and doesn't play the final 16 minutes of the game. How does yeah. that happen? I don't care if you're one of seven, three points. He's he's too proven of a player at this point for your team. Like, like I understand that if you're a fluke one-game player. Like, if Haywood Highsmith comes in and he just doesn't got it that night, yeah, you can bench Haywood Highsmith. But yeah, he played well tonight, though. Exactly. But I'm saying a player like that, you come in and you don't got it. Yeah, you're not going to check back in. But I feel like Martin has served enough for this team. Like he should have his minutes guaranteed down the stretch of games. Like, especially when Duncan Robinson's playing horrible. Why is he in the game over Caleb Martin? Yeah. So to put in context, uh, the combined shooting tonight for Caleb Martin, Max Struess, and Duncan Robinson was two for 23 with six points. From three, it was one for 14, and then it was one, two for 16 from three. Yeah, um, but like you said, you know, Haywood Highsmith played well, 18 points, seven of 10 from the floor, uh, two of four from three, uh, played 23 minutes tonight, had a couple steals, had a nice block shot. Uh, he was kind of big for them, but, you know, and like you said, like when they went to that zone, you could kind of see like Denver was kind of like had their brains shooken a little bit, and they were trying to figure out what to do next. But, you know, it's the typical Nuggets thing. It's what we've seen all year, right? It's balanced scoring. It's you get the ball to the Jokic, and then he makes a decision if he's going to score, if he's going to find someone to score. And if someone else is getting the shot and they miss it, he's right there to get the rebound. So he had 10 rebounds tonight. Um, he played 40 minutes, and he was see. Actually, no, none of his rebounds were offensively tonight. So I take that back immediately. 
But yeah, I mean, the thing that shocked me the most is the Miami Heat have been so aggressive this whole postseason, right? And they fought, they fought, they fought, they get into everything. Uh, two free throws as a team tonight in a 48 minute game is yeah, I mean, not they shot 39 three pointers and they shot it. I mean, they shot at 33%. That's not horrible, it's not good, yeah. but it's it's below average, but it's not like atrocious or anything. But in fairness, like six of those threes came in the fourth quarter, they were shooting awful, and then the fourth quarter they got kind of hot, and that's how they got back in the game a little bit. Because I'm not gonna lie, when they cut it to 10 with like four minutes, I was kind of like, uh, maybe, yeah, you text I mean, me and you're like, maybe we spoke too soon. Yeah, I mean, they came back what they were down 12 with like three minutes versus the Celtics, and they should have won that game six. So, like, they've done this before, so I was kind of like, eh, maybe, but the Nuggets are just they remind me so much of the 2015. 2016 Golden State Warriors, like those two years yeah. before they got Kevin Durant. They just remind me so much of that team where, like, for one, I was never rooting for them. <laughs> like, like, I'm never on their side. Two, they go on those runs where they're just unstoppable for, like, a, a few-minute stretch, and they just – right. Once one shot goes down, it seems like five go down for the Nuggets, and that's how the Warriors were. were. It's just, like, it's a little different play style, but it's, like, the same sort of, like – avalanche of offense when they get hot yeah yeah you're absolutely right that's like you know that's the thing you're hearing a lot of this week is um you know it's like it's, it reminds you of the 15 16 warriors when they won their first title and they just kind of started putting it together and they have these runs and like yeah that's exactly what i thought of um you know i was texting the guys today and i was like you know this off season for every team not the nuggets is going to be about like how do we beat the nuggets that's going to be what they're building teams around going into this off season where the nuggets are also probably going to get better. You know what I mean? Like they're also going to get, you know, the players that they need to kind of improve off of this. Um, like we're not talking like, we're not trying to talk like the season, the series is over. This is the Miami heat team that's done it all. Just not a very, not a very, um, what's the word I'm looking for? It's not a performance that gave me much confidence that they can do something here. And I'm, I, you know, the concerns we had that this could go this way kind of, you know, showed a little bit during the game. It, it it did, but the one positive Miami can take away this game is if Bam Adebayo is aggressive, he should have his way with Jokic. Jokic cannot guard him. I know Bam cannot guard Jokic, but I think they found something with the drop coverage that the Nuggets are running. Uh, they found something in the fourth quarter and late in the third. Pretty much if, if Lowry or whoever's running the point Lowry or Vincent in that pick and roll. If the Nuggets run the drop coverage, you just got to pull up and shoot it. And those two kind of figured that out, and they started getting in rhythm and hitting those threes. But if they go and uh, hard hedge it right away, you throw it to Bam, and Bam proved he's going to score on that floater every time. That's where Bam's sweet spot is, that little floater. Or Bam yeah. can dump it off to the cutter. He hit Jimmy once, and he hit Highsmith once um, right below the basket because one defender at the foul line, and then there's just Bam, and then he's got a – another player on the block and bam can hit them or he can take the little floater shot. And I think they found offense offensively, at least that they need to run their offense through bam in this series, because I, I don't, I don't think Jimmy Butler, there's no shot in hell. This happens again. That was pathetic. Yeah. Because that's the thing that gives me confidence too. Like there's no possible way. He just is that unaggressive again. Like that was just weird. <laughs> yeah, and you have to imagine too that Struess, Martin, and Robinson all at the same time will not have a game like that again, where they all three 
Yeah, no. Or just like can't hit the side of the barn. Like, give give me give hats off to Denver. They were awesome. You know, they deserve to win this game. Uh, Mike Malone made all the right choices. I made all the right calls as far as that until they, like I said, until Miami ran that zone. Um, but yeah, I think, uh, I think that's kind of something that goes in Miami's favor as well. But you know, this is like we said, like, this is what they've done all year. This is what the Nuggets do. They don't, they don't change for anyone. They just continue to like do what they do. And it's just like waiting for somebody to stop it. And you know, like we said, like they cut it to six with like what five minutes left to go in the half, and it was like, oh, okay, this might be a game. And then Denver would uh, expand it to seventeen at the halftime. And yeah. then, like you, like you said, like they get to upwards like twenty-four point game, and Miami fights back. And then at the end, uh, Jokic murders Nikola Jovic, um, which wasn't fair. That guy has a family, um, so you know, I really think you should take that back. But. Yeah, apparently um, they went out to dinner last night. Apparently, oh. Jokic took him out to dinner last night. Jovic, he took Jovic <laughs> out to dinner. How about that? Yeah, and just ruined his soul. His <laughs> one NBA Finals minute. Yeah, he ripped him. <laughs> so, Omer Yurt seven obviously played at garbage time when the game was over. They put him in for a minute. Um, we talked about this on the on the show last night. Like, should they like Kevin Love's got to get minutes at some point in the series, right? Uh, I think tonight, you know, obviously it's 11 points and, you know, they were up, you know, a bajillion points at times, but I still feel like Miami could have used Kevin Love a little bit in this game. I mean, hell even brought him in for shooting. Nobody else can get a shot. Kevin Love can shoot the ball. I feel like Kevin Love's pretty automatic on those open threes for real. And I mean, like anything would have been better than what you were getting from Struess and Robinson tonight. That was awful. Because Caleb Martin, at least, is always big, athletic, wing defender, great defender, does that all that stuff. Like, he affects the game defensively and stuff. Like, Duncan Robinson, if he's not hitting shots, is useless on a basketball court. Let's be real. He is. Right, right, he's yeah. He's not useful whatsoever. And that's what confused me why Spolstra constantly was going to him still in this game. But I think they're going to have to do something different But honestly, I think the zone, honestly, they found something with the zone. I think they're going to have to be switching up the zone, like switching up, going from a 2-2-1, going from a 1-2-2, going from a 2-3, a 3-2. They're going to have to switch up that. But I think zone is the way to beat the Nuggets, honestly, because then you can make Jokic not as big a using his size to an advantage. It's purely his passing, which is still scary as hell. But I think that's the best option to where he can't just body people on the block and then Double comes, bam, wide open, KCP3, which makes me jealous. He never shot like this when he was on the Lakers, but. I mean, he didn't really shoot that well tonight, but like, yeah, he he hit it when it it mattered. Yeah. This playoffs though, God. Yeah, he definitely hit the shot when it mattered, but um, yeah, I'm with you. Well, all right. um, So game two is on Sunday. They got, you know, a couple days to adjust. What I mean, what's the biggest thing you think the Heat will be able to, will, will look at from the when they watch film tomorrow and go? All right, that's for sure. We're gonna like do a little bit more of this, or we gotta completely cut this out. Like, what do you expect the Heat to kind of do? And on the other end, what do you think the Nuggets will do? Do you think they what changes they could see them potentially making, if any? Um, for one, I think that the Heat need to switch up defensively, having uh Kyle Lowry slash Gabe Vincent guarding Jamal Murray a lot. I think they need to throw size at Jamal Murray. I said this earlier yesterday. Was it yesterday we filmed that? Or was mm-hmm. it two days ago? Okay. 
Yesterday I said this, and they didn't do that. They had uh, Lowry and Vincent on him a lot, and I didn't like that matchup for either of them. But Murray was cooking them early because that's kind of what Murray does. If you watch the Nuggets a lot, Murray kind of right. dominates the first half, and then Jokic, Jokic takes over the second half. That's a lot of times what happens with the Nuggets. Murray hardly ever really has the same – second half production as he does in the first half. And um, I think that the Heat need to throw more size out on Jamal Murray. Secondly, offensively for the Heat, I think that they need to run a lot of their offense through Bam, but Jimmy Butler has to have the ball in his hands at the top with those pick and rolls with Bam. You can't be yeah, running your whole offense through Gabe Vincent. And, I mean, hell, Duncan Robinson I saw dribbling the ball more than I've ever seen him dribble the ball tonight. Like, he had the ball in pick and rolls with Bam out of bio literally every possession down the floor. And Jimmy Butler was standing there with his hands in his pockets in the corner. Like, I have no idea what he was doing. Like, genuinely. Like, how does that I, – I, I don't know. So, hopefully, just – I don't know. He was in his feelings tonight. You know, he's going to get pissed off. I don't know, something. Because I just feel like – I feel like even X's and O's, like, they have no shot in this series if Jimmy Butler plays like that. You have no shot. You're going to get swept off the floor. If Jimmy yeah. Butler plays like that, you have a yeah. shot. If Jimmy Butler plays how he did against Has the been. Bucks, yeah, you can't beat him how he did against Celtics. You need Bucks Jimmy Butler to beat the Nuggets, I'd say. And I think he could do it, but like it's got to be better than that last game. But he's had a kind of a. If you look back at his playoff career since he joined the Heat last year, it happened a few times in that Celtics series. He has a tendency to just have games where he kind of disappears. Like, he has those games where he just goes insane, and then he's Hemi Butler, playoff Jimmy, whatever. And then he does have a tendency. Like, there was a couple uh, single-digit scoring games last year versus the Celtics in the Eastern Conference Finals from him. He does have a tendency to just kind of disappear every once in a while. And just, I don't know what happens because he's so dominant sometimes. It's like, why are you even right. questioning yourself? And the way he talks and everything, it's like, Come on, you can't talk like that if you're going to go out and not be aggressive in game one of the finals. I'm sorry. He's got to be aggressive. Yeah. That was that was bad. Because this is his first for real finals. The bubble was the finals, but this is the first finals atmosphere. Yeah, it is the first finals atmosphere. You're right. Um, yeah, I suspect Miami would be better game two. Uh, you know, like I said, we, we made our picks last night on who we thought was gonna, were going to win the series. But... Um, like I said, I fully suspect that there's no way those three combined shoot as bad as they did tonight again. Um, but I'm really curious to see, you know, if Miami's able to punch Denver in the mouth in game two, how does Denver respond? Because they haven't really had that this playoffs. Like Phoenix got two games from them, but it wasn't like, I don't think they walked out of there like, oh man, we're in trouble. I think they're just like, all right, whatever. We'll get them next time. You know, like, so... It is what it is. Yeah, it was just kind of a – it was a, just a bad game one. <laughs> it's like a fan. Like, not even like like a blowout. Like, because it wasn't really like a blowout. Like, the Heat never got completely out of the game. Like, right. Even when they were down 24, they cut it immediately back down to like 16. Like, right away. So, like, they were never like completely out of the game. It was just kind of like – very sluggish game. Very just meh. Like, it was low scoring. 104-93. In the NBA nowadays, that's low scoring as hell. That is very low scoring, yeah. Yeah. Even though, yeah. It's just crazy. Like, when, like mid-2000s, early 2010s basketball, that's high scoring. Um, right. But it's just, I, I don't, I, I think the Heat, like, X's and O's wise, don't have to switch that much up. 
I think they found out a lot of stuff tonight, which will help them later on this series. But I hope Jimmy was just sort of feeling them out because if not, like this game was just straight up pathetic. Like he just was not aggressive, and I don't, I don't, I don't understand why you're giving away games when you're by far the especially least in the finals lesser yeah. talented team in the series too. Yeah, you weren't doing that against the Bucks. You no, were aggressive you every single game. Even the game that lost by 30, he had 30. So he was yeah. aggressive every game. And the yeah. Nuggets are not a good defensive team. Right. Like for, for how good they are, they're not a bad defensive team by any means. But for being the best team in the league, usually you're a top five defense too. They were not. They were middle of the pack. Right. I agree with you. Yeah, I definitely do. Um, I could definitely see Miami kind of making some adjustments offensively and figuring a few things out. So. Um, yeah, game two is going to be fun. Like I said, that's on Sunday, and we'll do another one of these after that. But there we go ahead and close the books on game one. Get ready for game two. We'll be back here Sunday night uh, to kind of talk about that and kind of see our reactions to how Miami responds to game one. Uh, but this is on behalf of Parker. This is Tim Daniel. Everyone have a good night, and we'll talk soon. See ya.